0: It is your Classic Metal Show right here on the com. Kicking off the show tonight, we heard something from Slaughter's Wildlife Release with Do You Know? And we just heard Stephen, oh God, that's great, Piercy, from a smash release with 10 miles wide. And a guy feeling 10 miles wide after seeing Slaughter is our good friend and
1: partner, Chris Aiken? What's going on, Chris? What is up, man? How are we doing? Uh, you went to see Slaughter? Yeah, I went. To, I caught like about 35 minutes. I, I went, they started at eight o'clock. I left about, they start about five after and I left at about 22. Yeah. So I, I caught a good amount. That's I caught good.
0: enough. Yeah. What What do they got? About an hour?
1: Yeah. They play an hour. So okay. I didn't get to hear the 10 minute version of fly to the angels, but <laughs> you know, I think I caught everything else. You Damn know, it. The wildlife and, didn't get to hear fly to the angels with the with the extended middle yeah where mark tells his story well i had a girl and she died and oh it was so bad and oh shut up just sing the fucking song <laughs> not a fan of that one anyway right. so
0: well how was the crowd over there what kind of a crowd did they draw it was a
1: big crowd man yeah. and, you know, looked I, I don't know if it was sold out because it, it looked like people were buying tickets to get in there but mm-hmm. um it, it 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 was pretty full I will. I mean, that's what twenty two hundred people or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say easily eighteen nineteen hundred. All right.
0: And and this was this was Mark Kendall's Great White with uh with uh what's his name on lead vocal now.
1: Um, Van Halen guy. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of us. can think, can't think M- of his M- name. Mitch Malloy. Mitch Malloy, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, although I didn't see them.
0: Well, yeah, obviously you, you left partway through the slaughter set.
1: I went just to hear some rock and roll tonight. That's really what my goal was just to hear a little bit of, hear a little bit of rock and roll and then come, come and do the CMS. Get my, get myself all hyped up for some CMS
0: shit. Yeah. You got your yayas out, man.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Mick Jagger. <laughs> is that him? Isn't that, yeah, that, that, your is, that, is,
0: that is Rolling Stones. I believe that was 1973, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, I remember it well. I was four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, here we are. We're back. Yes. We're back again. Yep. Now, after a great week last week, we have to do another show. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the thing is, is great shows for us. That's nothing. That's just what we do. It's what we do. Which, yeah. which, by the way, I took your advice uh, just prior to watching, or you know, doing this show. I I watched the uh, Anthony Anthony Cumia show with uh, with um,
1: Don internet, Jameson. Yep.
0: Yeah, Don oh, Jameson and and um, the other guy, and Florentine. Yeah, Florentine. Yeah. So I, I watched that, and um, yeah, I, I, I got a good laugh out of it. Uh, obviously, Cumia. And Florentine and Jameson, they're they're right in our camp.
1: Yeah, I I watched it. And I was like, Jesus is Neely producing this show? Yeah, no somehow? kidding, was no the- kidding.
0: A- everything that I've ever said about Trump, he said. Uh, yeah, Cumia said almost almost verbatim. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, about him being funny and and you know being the funniest guy you know the president and all that kind of stuff. It's like you, you know even if you don't like his policies, if you can't watch this guy and don't think he's hysterical. There's something wrong with you,
1: right? Yep. (laughs) They were, they were definitely in the Neely camp. That is for sure. Yeah,
0: And then, you know, then I'm talking about, uh, the death of commercial radio, right? I mean, we've had that discussion a million times here about, you know, where commercial radio is compared to Mm -hmm. modern technology with the podcast and Spotify and, and Pandora. And, you know, why would you sit there and listen through commercials and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, what, what's interesting, though, is um, that Christian uh, radio broadcasting, that Christian programming stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess these these radio stations are so cheap now, you know, because they've lost so much money
1: mm-hmm. that,
0: that they're almost like having a fire sale selling these radio stations off around the country and these Christian broadcasting company is coming in and buying them.
1: Well, it's about that. Our country's about the only thing that you can put on the radio. No one's listening to rock anymore. Well, but the thing is, is
0: why would you listen to the same 50 songs, just like Florentine was saying on, on the Kumia yeah. show? It's just like, yeah, they, they tightened up the programming even more when satellite, uh, became a thing and even satellites dying.
1: Yeah. Satellites dead. Yeah. I don't. Do you know anybody that has a satellite? I, I, you know what? No? I, I
0: when I bought my new car, it's two years old now. I had a full year subscription, you know, just given to me. I didn't. Yeah. Re, I didn't renew it.
1: Well, that, that's. I just bought a. Um, you know, me miss, with my gadgets. I just bought a um, a new Google Nest Home Max. You know, because I needed that. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> I needed that. I I literally. I'm such a dork. I literally bought it. So that I could have it sitting next to my laptop in, in my living room, instead of having to turn my head halfway to the side to watch the TV. Oh, okay. That's, that's literally why I bought this thing was because, because I know, I, that,
0: when it gets to the point where turning your head is now an effort, uh, you know, you might as well just check out.
1: I, well, dude, as I've been saying, I have no, I have no plan on staying forever. That's yeah. for sure. It's
0: like, yeah, well, you know, I, I bought this because turning my head now is too much of an effort. So I, you it's, know,
1: this way I can work and it's on right next to the screen. So I don't have to like, look up and stop working. I yeah. can keep working and, and it's right there. Yeah.
0: It's a production tool.
1: It is. Yeah. Sort of. Keeps, but anyway, th- there was a purpose to this. Yes. It came with, um, I think six months free XM or serious XM or whatever Know what I did with that coupon right in the trash. Yeah. Have no interest in do, I have no interest in doing it and I have less interest in trying to cancel it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, that that's really why I threw it away was because I just have no, no interest in trying to cancel it because I know they're dicks when it comes to canceling the subscriptions. Mm hmm. It's like fuck them. Yeah. Right trash. The well, I I keep getting those
0: emails almost on a on a daily basis. You've scored a great new deal. Tw- you know, 12 months of uh, you know, <laughs> satellite radio for 4.99 a month. Yeah, thanks. No. Yeah, it's like even for 4.99 it's not worth it.
1: Yeah, what are you going to listen to? You've got all the music that you would want and it's available and and you you can listen on like Spotify or whatever you're using. Yeah. Or, or you got podcasts. I, I
0: listen to the TuneIn uh, app for the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's perfect. That's you it. Listen whatever you want, when you want. You don't have to, you know. And, and what does Satellite have to offer? Jim and Sam? <laughs> Jason Ellis? The watered-down version of Stern? Fuck all that. Yeah. Garbage. It's I, garbage. I, I agree. So, uh, you
0: know, I, I get those those offers all the time and it's not even a thought process i
1: don't go man should i should i re up or <laughs> no it's just like delete yeah. i always have the thought just for a second and then i remember that the day that i used to like is long dead yeah that's the sad part i mean in the when ona and ron and fez were on back to on serious when they first got on serious you couldn't get me out of my chair.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, that's, that's the thing when I used to, you know, drive, mm-hmm. you know, I had something to listen to all day long, Yeah. you know, but, uh, after that, that was, you know, the, the good stuff it's no longer there.
1: Yeah. There's nothing there where in that day I used to, I used to listen to like, O and a, I would get in my car about seven o'clock. I'd listen to O and a. I bought the the MiFi. Remember the MiFi? Yeah, yeah. Portable? I think you actually
0: sold that to me.
1: Did I? <laughs> yeah,
0: I actually have it it's still in the box over here.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. I would use the MiFi, listen to till I got to work, listen at work, listen all the way to the end of my day, and by the time I got back in my car to go home, it would be catching up where I started listening. Yeah. You know, it was like it was so fucking perfect. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was great. Now there's just nothing. I, I try with, like, Kumia show, like, other than Kumia show, like the other shows on the network. Ugh, it's just not very much good there.
0: Yeah. So, you know? so yeah, I, I watched that, and, you know, I, I enjoyed the, you know, the banter and the uh, analysis of, of, you know, the um, Democrat debates and, you know, the mm-hmm. Trump rally and, you know, just talking about all the stuff that they were talking about. It's just sure. like... Like, yeah, that's, that, that's like being in this studio.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly the same.
0: Yeah. It was really I'll good.
1: T- I'll tell you what I watched and it really gave me an appreciation for what you and I do was I watched the, the current episode of that Jameson show. Yeah. And, and I like, you know, I say this all the time. I don't find Dodd Jameson to be tremendously funny. I, I, I just don't. But, but I like the guy and he's been really nice the times that I've met him. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's, he's a nice enough dude and, and he's obviously had some success with that metal show and whatnot and, and good on him. But man, he was doing an interview with Biff, Biff Biford from Saxon. Yeah. And it was
0: terrible. It was painful to listen to. uh.
1: Oh, Oh, I I'm watching it and I'm like, man this guy and, and he should have no jitters. He's, you know, he's, he's going on tour with.
0: Bill yeah. 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 Well, he's, he's, you know, <clears throat> uh, Hawking his new, uh, you know,
1: yeah, CD. Denim yeah. yeah
0: de- denim and laughter and using the yeah. Saxon, uh, you know, artwork.
1: But he's actually the opening act for Saxon in the UK. Okay. So he should have no jitters, no nerves, no nothing. And let's face it. He's been around rock stars. He should have no nerves. And, and, he, this interview was like a first timer. <laughs> he was like, Hey buddy, uh, uh how are you? And he couldn't get his timing together with Biff and you know, he would, he couldn't figure out that, you know, how, when you do a, a Skype interview, there's that, uh, I don't know that quarter second difference. Yeah. You know, he couldn't get that together. So he kept asking a question and he was uncomfortable with the silence. So he would start talking right when Biff would start talking <laughs> so that they both would stop and right. then they would both start again. Then they both would stop at the same, you know, it was, it was so tough to watch. And I was like, oh man, man, oh man, what you should be better. I I, I honestly thought you should be better. hmm but he just did not have it together for, and the whole show was like that. Even his guests that he had in studio, which were his friends, he just was awkward with. I was like, dude, I like what we do. We're comfortable at least. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that,
0: that would probably fall under the category of a tough listen.
1: It was definitely a tough listen. <laughs> it was definitely tough. I, I was interested in hearing what, what he was going to talk to Saxon about, but right. you know, Biff, cause that new record is actually very good. Okay. So I I was interested to hear, you know, I thought it would be some truth. I thought it would be some kind of back behind the the curtain things because they're going on tour together. Yeah. You know, I thought it wouldn't be the, so you got a new studio record. What's that about? Oh, it's a solo (laughs) record. Oh, that's great. You know, I, and, and it really was just a stammering generic interview. And I was like, dude, come on, man. Pull it together. <laughs> well, you know,
0: uh, yeah, especially a guy who does stand up and performs in front of people and, oh. um, you know, has been on, you know, that metal show for all those years and, you know, d- dealing, you know, his, his, his whole, uh, livelihood is talking to people or, or performing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the, so that and, should and have rock been, should be nothing. He just finished the fucking monsters of rock cruise. Right. He's one of the hosts of that. I'd imagine he met a rock star or two.
0: I would imagine.
1: <laughs> I just was like, "Man, what's up, dude?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh well, hey, that's that's how it goes. But you know, not 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 everyone can be us.
1: Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to inflate my head that big. But oh, I'll say it. Not everyone can be us. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you have a big ego. <laughs> I just think that we've we're worked. If, if we're anything, we're comfortable. Yeah. We definitely are comfortable. We know each other's cues. We know when to stop and let the other one talk. Right. And we are good at interviewing that. That is the one place I will toot our own horn. We're very good at interviewing. Yeah. Well, so. Anyway, I'm I'm glad
0: we just have a little little uh, corner of the of the world out there that uh, we we can do our thing.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, last night uh, mm-hmm. our good friend Jerome Levy uh, mm-hmm. invited me and Sal out to a, uh, a Chicago Blackhawks game. Fun. And we were in the penthouse suite which is all food and drinks and you know uh it's very very luxurious i guess right and uh, we went and we had a really good time um um, sal you know got to meet jerome for the first time and you know they seem to be having a good time uh talking it up and um you know enjoying a lot of the food and you know stuff so we we were hanging out there for a few hours last night, and I got to be honest with you, I may have watched uh, ten minutes of the game. <laughs> I I was uh, Sal and I uh, we got we got the um, the ble- the seats right right along the rail. Okay. You know this this is sweet. So you know there was you could you could go down right along the rail and watch the game, or you could just watch it on the screen, or you know sure. sit up in the suite area and whatnot. So we we went down and we were watching the game. I think we maybe there were there for like ten minutes.
1: You're like fuck this. Well, it
0: wasn't even that. It was just that we were so busy, you know, talking. Right, And, you know, just kind of cutting up and talking about guns and talking about the show and talking about music and, you know, just all kinds of things that, right. that, the, that the game was just background noise.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of cheering and something going on down there. I had no idea, but, <laughs> uh, we, we didn't, I, you know, I gotta be honest. I didn't really even pay attention to the game. Do you know who won? I have no idea. <laughs> i i really don't i really don't know who won the game
1: do you know who played
0: uh yeah it was uh, it was the blackhawks
1: (laughs) (laughs) you don't know that they played like the bruins or the well it it, wasn't
0: it wasn't uh the i gotta be honest with you i don't even know
1: (laughs) that's how you do a hockey game yeah don't care yeah
0: i i just went because i was invited and and i thought it'd be you know it's a friday night and the weather was pretty decent and you know sal wanted to go hang and you know jerome sure. invited us out and so ha- hats off to our good friend jerome you know we talked about guns he was says yeah you know i i checked out that uh the website for that new gun you bought you know and he goes i was really impressed with all the you know all the stuff that they make right you know so we were talking about that and you know, it was just, just, you know, hard rock, heavy metal guys just hanging out, just, you know, shooting the shit, having a good time, having a few drinks, having some great food.
1: That's the way to do it. Yeah. So then,
0: uh, do what now?
1: I said, who cares about
0: the game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, it, it, it was getting up like close to 10 o'clock and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I had, uh, sent, um, I had sent Taylor a text. Okay. And I said, Hey, I'm over here at the, uh, at the Blackhawks game. And she says, uh, well, I'm not doing shit tonight. You want to, you guys want to come over and grab a drink, right? She goes, you know, I'll, I'll meet you at a bar right down the street from the United center. Okay. So, so Sal and I, we, boy, we had a hard time getting out of that parking lot. That was unbelievable. We, we left, you know, just minutes before the game ended. But, man, traffic control is just horrific, and it just reminded me why I absolutely hate going into Chicago, because <laughs> it was just terrible. It, you right. know, the, we were sitting there, it literally, I mean, we were literally 200 feet, 200 feet from the exit to get out on the road. Mm-hmm. It took us 30 minutes just to get out of the parking lot. Fuck that. I mean, the, the parking lot, I bet you that parking lot wasn't even... Uh, you know 300 feet wide total and right. uh, we pulled out and traffic came to a stop and it took us 30 minutes just to move that 200 feet to get Jeez. out on the road <laughs> and we're That's- sitting there and it's like why isn't anything moving on the street you know the street was completely full the parking lot everybody's sitting there and it's just nothing is moving nothing that just sucks. Yeah. And it's just like, who's, why, why are, why are they allowing the traffic light to uh, dictate the movement of traffic? Why aren't the cops out there, you know, superseding the traffic light and waving, you know, 30 cars through at a time rather than, you know, one at a time.
1: Well, you know, they're busy with other matters in Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah, Apparently so. <laughs> so uh so anyway we we went over to this this rock and roll bar they play metal over there and and uh so sal and i and taylor were sitting there you know having a couple of cocktails together and shooting the shit man i'll tell you what sal took a beating really taylor just just teased him re unrelentlessly why just just, we were talking about relationships and stuff you know we were talking about you know who did you marry you know because sal was married years ago like us and you know uh you know he he dates periodically and stuff and so she was like interrogating about his past relationships and every time he would say yeah well you know i was dating this girl and she was like this well why was she like that was she smelly or something (laughs) (laughs) you know stuff stuff like that you know it was just the funniest goddamn thing. Nice. We were sitting there. Oh my god, it was it was funny. So we went from one fun situation to a, another funny situation.
1: Nice. That's funny.
0: So we were just sitting there having, you know, we were all buying rounds and sitting there just shooting the shit and talking and stuff. But man, I tell you, Taylor was just beating the shit out of Sal. <laughs> you know, just every everything he said, she had some wise ass crack to come back to him okay. about. Well she's a she's a sharp one. Oh, she is. She was. So uh so the place closed down at midnight, so I, I drove Sal and Taylor to their respective places and headed home. I got home about two myself. Ooh, so Yeah. So I'm out there cruising along the uh the Indiana toll road and and you know, it's like one one fifteen, one thirty at night, you know, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking, man, you know, I had a couple of cocktails. I mean, I wasn't drunk or anything, but It's like, you got to be careful because if you're the only one out there, you know, it's like, what's this guy?
1: They'll follow you for 20 miles. Yeah. yeah, What's
0: this guy up to, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I, I just kept my eye on the speed limit at all times. I didn't speed. I stayed, you know, I, I, you know, minded my own business and, you know, got home with no problem, you know, but man, there were cops in the dark, of course, sitting in the middle with no lights on. So you didn't see them until you were past them, you know, so that was a lot of fun. So I want to say thanks to Sal and Jerome and Taylor for, for quite a, (laughs) quite an entertaining evening.
1: Right. Well, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So it's uh it's rare that I get out on a Friday, but, uh, it was a, it was a good enough reason to get out. So I did.
1: There you go. We both got out a little bit this week. That's good. Yeah. How about that? Amazing.
0: Yeah. Look at us. (laughs) living the high life
1: yeah we're, we're just goers aren't we
0: <laughs> yeah big time big time so uh anyway it was a lot of fun and uh appreciate it you know appreciate uh you know the for uh you know everybody hanging out and just having a good time sure so aside from going to see slaughter tonight uh what was your week like a lot of work a lot of work <laughs> isn't that the case
1: well, it's always the case, but you know, I, I'm, I'm as busy as I've ever been and, and that's good. Believe me, I'm, I'm trying to bank as much as I can for, for, you know, whenever this, this run stops because it will stop, you know, there's no way am I going to stay this busy for the whole year. So I'm hopeful that whenever this run stops, I can actually take a month and just kind of chill for a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it worked a lot. Watched a couple of things on TV. You know, I'm I'm really digging this show. Have you watched this show yet, Hunters, on Amazon Prime? Uh, I
0: saw it, but I did not watch it, no.
1: Fucking great. It's, um, I'll give the basic premise. And for people that, I, I don't give a shit about spoilers, people. So if I've watched it, then you should have watched it. That's my theory. Okay. So if you're planning on watching it, you might hear some spoilers here. But, um... The premise is Al Pacino and this kid, Al Pacino was in, not Auschwitz, but some other camp like Auschwitz. Okay. And he has this group of people that are hunting down Nazis that have resurfaced in the United States. Okay. They're Nazi hunters. Yeah. They're Nazi hunters, but there's some Nazi plot that's being built and I'm not that far in to know what's going on with that yet. Okay. Okay. But um, but the th- the basic premise is the Nazi the Nazis are hunting some of these people, and these people are hunting the Nazis. Okay, that's the basic premise to this thing. And man, man, this is one of the most violent shows I've ever watched ever, <laughs> and I love it. And, and violent in
0: what way? Like. Just violence. I mean, like, is, are they like are they like finding Nazis and killing them or something? Or oh,
1: and and they're going back. They're, they're having flashbacks to the way that the people were killed in camps, and you know, making them. There was one scene where they had like five five Jews in a circle playing some music that they'd never heard before and making them sing. Okay. And every time somebody missed a word, they'd shoot them in the head. Oh my. And, and, and if they sang out of key, they'd shoot him in the head and it was just fucked up. The guy's like doing the finger thing. Like he's like, he's Dick directing. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. hmm and, and then the one guy would just fall out of key or something. He'd be like two, four, six, one, two, three, you're out of key. Oh boy. And, his fucking head off. And, and, and then when, when they've captured these guys, like, um, there was a, at one point Al Pacino was just putting bullets in people's knees and, and they tied down another lady and kept feeding her a spoonful of shit until she talked. Oh, I mean, they just kept holding her mouth open and shoveling shit into her mouth until she would talk. Wow. <laughs> and then he blew her head off anyway. Oof. Like, God damn it. Ugh. Can you imagine the last thought you have is, man, my mouth tastes like shit. Yeah. It's violent and I love it. It's violent and I love it i love it they can't get violent enough for me on these on these shows oh boy i was thinking how much do you have to pay al pacino to do a show like this i mean each episode's like an hour hour and a half Mm -hmm. so it's like 10 12 hours of show al pacino's pretty much in all of it what do you have to pay him 50 million dollars it's hard to say because he 20 he makes like 20 to 25 to do a regular movie yeah
0: well i i don't know maybe maybe he does it because he just wants wants to be doing something who knows
1: i buying that. no way he's, no. he's 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 collecting online money is what he's doing he mm. did the he, he made a big fat fucking check from the from netflix for um the irish Irishman. yeah and i'll bet you he made a fat fucking check from this from amazon prime as mm. well I bet he's. I bet he sees the end, and he's cashing out.
0: Yeah. Well, Bezos got a lot of money, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying they can't afford him. I'm just saying, goddamn, you know, ten hours of Al Pacino—that's a lot of money. Got to be spent to get that. hmm Great show, though. If you like just ridiculous violence, this is a good one.
0: <laughs> ridiculous violence.
1: It's the—they do not fuck around. No, there's no fucking around. None of this, none of the nonsense that drives me crazy in, in shows where you have killers and then the killers like talk and talk and talk. And then something happens where they don't get the chance to kill somebody. Right. None of that. It's like they walk in and they're like, where's Billy Joe, whatever his name is. I'm Billy. Joe. No, you're not <laughs> dead. Next move on. Just blow their head off and move on. Wow. it. Mm. Great show. All right. Well, I'll have to, have to give it a look, see. And then did you watch the one I, I called you about? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Just, about the Katrina
0: documentary. Yeah, I watched it this morning.
1: Yeah. Were you, were you as angered as I was,
0: <sighs> you know, the the helplessness of people in general, uh, you know, the thing is, is, is we've lived in such a great twilight or society that, you know, when, when a um, natural disaster happens like uh, Katrina you Mm -hmm. know people are just so dependent on the government yeah you know because the, the one lady on that uh documentary she kept saying well we thought that they would come we thought that they would come and then they didn't come and then we didn't have anything and then we thought that they would and it's like who are you talking about they they who
1: how about you take care of yourself, you dumb piece of
0: shit? Yeah. And oh. and and the thing is, is that uh the the narrator, the guy who did the video, uh, he kept he had to keep reiterating. Well, there were there were uh military police with guns. There were military police yeah. with guns. guns. It's like, yeah, and what's your point? Were they yeah. were they just going around randomly shooting people?
1: Yeah, maybe the fact, maybe if you've paid attention to the other fucking dumb words you said about they brought in supplies and they were gone in three seconds. Yeah. Maybe then you understand why there were military police with guns. Yeah. So that that one group of people didn't steal everything. Yeah. Just, but that, dude, and that lady you're talking about, she made me want to cave her fucking skull in. (laughs) Yeah. She was... The most annoying fat white lady ever, ever. I didn't know. I I didn't think my car could make it out of the city. So I decided to stay. What the fuck kind of excuse is that? Yeah. What kind of car are you driving that you don't think it can go one way out of a city? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is it,
0: you know, getting out of the city isn't that far. Yeah. I mean, could it take you 10 miles?
1: Yeah. And if it can't. What are you planning to do when it dies doing something else? Yeah. You know, if you don't think it can go 10 miles, what makes you think it can pick up your fucking groceries? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah,
0: that, that that was the whole thing, though. It's just like because the, the flooding in New Orleans was, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't inland, but more than five, six miles at the most. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, uh, why don't you get out of there? Head for higher ground or, you know, seek refuge. If you have a working vehicle, you know, even even if it's a broke down piece of shit, if it ran, you should have got in it and went, gone.
1: Drive until it stops raining and yeah. then you'll be safe. I mean, what the hell? Yeah,
0: what kind of a what kind of an answer is that anyway? Well, we didn't think it would take us out of the city. Well. <laughs> You know, do whatever you have to do. Self-preservation.
1: Yeah. You know what? You had three days. Walk. Walk. You had three, she said, three days before the levee broke. Yeah. Walk.
0: And, Just and, walk. And the other thing is, is that there were people uh, that remembered when they had a flood in, in New Orleans in like like 1965. Mm-hmm. And And instead of heating what happened then and go, yeah, that could happen again. And, and, and a lot, and some of them did actually say that, yeah, that could happen again. And, but yeah, we're not moving. We're staying.
1: This is where I live. <laughs> yeah, so what? Yeah. I live in this city. These are my people. Shut up. Then drown. Yeah. That's really how I felt. I, that's how I felt with any of those people. Then just drown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, So annoying. That whole documentary was so annoying. (laughs) Everything about it. Those fucking filthy people, you know, they walked around the, the, the silver dome. Yeah. Was it silver dome? Dome. Superdome. Superdome. The
0: superdome. Yeah.
1: Walked around the superdome. There was so much trash and filth everywhere. It's like, why can't you just push that shit out the door? Yeah. Just push the trash out the door so that you're not living in filth. Yeah.
0: Just, you know, everybody kind of as a collective go, yeah, we're going to throw all the trash over here.
1: Yeah. Or outside. Yeah.
0: But instead they just like trashed the whole place no matter where they stood. That's where they trashed it.
1: I'm done with this fucking (laughs) wrapper. Throw it on the ground. Here's a dirty diaper. (laughs) Throw it on the ground. Fucking animals. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, they should have just hit that place with a nuke. Would have dried the water and fucking solved a lot of problems.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is about, uh, New Orleans, I, I've been to New Orleans a few times and I always enjoy visiting, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's below sea level. Yeah. You know, New Orleans is below sea level and, and you get a, you know, you get a, a hurricane like that coming in there. What what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. You get a big wave. You're fucked. Yeah, Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know, man, just just common sense does not prevail. I guess
1: people, people,
0: (laughs) yes, I did watch that. So yeah, I, I, I did pick up on certain things, uh, you know, that you were, you know, telling me about, but you know, the other things were about, you know, well, is this the best the government can do? Was this the best plan that they had?
1: Yeah, do you need do you need the government to take care of you, mm-hmm. you fuck jizz bag? Well, that that's what
0: happens though when when you've lived in a state that's that's um, you know run by Democrats, it, yeah. you become dependent on on the government. Well, the the government needs to do this, and they need to save us, and they need to do that, and it's just like, well, how about you? Why don't you Why don't you do something for you?
1: Yeah, how about you wouldn't have ended up in the Superdome if you would have just left. <laughs> You just got in your car and drove.
0: Yeah, get the hell out of there.
1: Yeah, and and the, the other lady that said I couldn't leave because I couldn't afford a hotel, I wanted to punch her right in the fucking throat. <laughs> she had a car. She had. She could have lived in her car for a couple of days. Yeah. But no, that's too hard. Instead, I'm going to go and live in the fucking. Rape filled shit factory known as the Superdome. Yeah. That's a better plan. What an idiot. Yeah. I'm not saying all the people that, that, that had to go there were idiots. I mean, I get it. You know, their, their, their places got fucking mowed over and some of them, some of them truly did not have the means. Yeah. I I get that. I get that. But man, the ones that did are just fucking tragic. Tragically stupid. (laughs) do not deserve to be on this planet with us yeah they just don't oh fucking talk about the lowest form of humanity some of those people and it was all the people they were interviewing too which i think was a purpose move you think i think anybody that had any common sense they just said okay thanks for your time move along yeah they interviewed all the fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) that one lady was an idiot you gotta admit the, Mm. the fat white lady yeah Every word out of her mouth was dumber than the last one. Yeah, but she but was, but this is
0: but this is that helpless mentality, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm gonna let somebody else be in charge of my, uh, you know, my fate.
1: Right. Do Do you think that the that the the theme that they were hoping for was that people would be mad at the government from watching this? Oh thing? yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Do you think people were, or do you think people were like us and just were like, these
0: people are fucking, I, I think you probably have, uh, people on both sides of the aisle because there are people out there. Well, look at the Bernie bros. Those are the people who believe that the government should, uh, you know, should take your money and they should provide, and they should give you free stuff and give you free college and free this and free that. And you know. I should just be able to live responsibility free and, you know, all this other stuff should be taken care of for me. Yeah, It's coddle culture. Yeah. More or less. So I'm sure that I'm sure that somebody with that mentality, Mm -hmm. uh, probably watched that and go, yeah, now
1: if Bernie was in charge, he would, have, you know, if Bernie was there instead of George W Bush. Yeah rich oil guy
0: yeah doesn't care about people
1: no rich oil guy he didn't even come there for three days yeah fuck you why would you go there yeah you had enough coverage on tv to know that you didn't want to be in that fucking hellhole mm-hmm. fuck that yeah yeah so i
0: i think uh to answer your question i think that you'll probably get get that reaction from different sides of the aisle depending on who you are and what you're you know, what your mentality is regarding the responsibility of yourself or the responsibility you think the government should have. Sure. You know, so. Yeah, I agree with you, though, because watching that, it's just like, well, we, I wanted, you know, we were thinking that they would do this and they would do that. And it's like, well, what did you do to prepare? Did you, did (laughs) you, you knew it was coming because I remember watching uh, a lot of the news footage at the time and and they were telling people, you know, days ahead, get out of the city
1: and they're like, get the fuck out of there.
0: Yeah. And I remember some of the news people going out there and talking to different people and they were down on bourbon street they were still drinking and partying. And it's like, uh, well, the, that storm is supposed to be hitting land here in about 10 hours. Are you leaving? Nah, I'm going to ride it out.
1: Yeah. Well, they showed the one guy, the, the one guy at the beginning where they said, he said, they were, they were getting ready for the storm. He goes, I'm just going to stay here and sing. You want to hear the temptations? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear some temptations? Yeah. Like, you jizzball. I'll yeah. bet he's dead now. Who knows? Probably. He probably died in the water. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you stop. Turn off your Rario speed wagon records because you're not going to ride the storm out, okay? <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So uh yeah there there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff to watch on um oh, yeah. on on uh Netflix or or sure. Amazon or anyone. I, I you know you and I are much alike in the documentary uh mm-hmm. thing we just love the documentaries.
1: I do love the documentaries. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I watched a short documentary today which I found absolutely fascinating uh because mm-hmm. I I never really knew the technology behind it but yeah. way back in 1940 in the forties yeah. uh the bell corporation was talking about uh mobile phones oh yeah yeah and, and i watched this it was like 12 minutes long it was it was a you know it was one of those educational type films mm-hmm. and it was showing because i remember back in um uh, what in the 60s like i remember that uh, on the beverly hillbillies Right. Which, which can't, I think, I think it started Aaron in 63, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay.
0: But Mr. Drysdale had a phone in his car.
1: Right. And,
0: right. And, uh, I, I remember what, well, in fact, I own the episode, but there's a, um, remember the TV show? It's called Route 66. You ever see it or know anything about it? I, I
1: know of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. It
0: was Martin Milner, the guy who became Pete Molloy on Adam 12 okay well he and his partner they would just drive around the country a couple of single guys uh they had a corvette and they would just drive around the country and you know stay at certain cities and things periodically and they would get into some kind of mischief or something you know they would work (laughs) they would work and make some money and then they'd move on to the next city and they were just out on the road adventure well uh they they there was this one where they were in Pittsburgh and they were working on, uh, the, the barges on the three rivers down there. Okay. And there was a, uh, she was a singer, like a opera type singer chick. And she was out swimming or not swimming, but, uh, uh, jet skiing or not jet skiing, but, uh, water skiing, water skiing out on the river. Right. Yeah. And she was like some famous chick or something and her handler okay. manager whatever, uh, he's watching her from the hotel window, uh, from the Wyndham, which was okay. what, which was the Pittsburgh Hilton at the time. And he's watching her, uh, water ski. And then right. he gets on the phone and calls down to the car that, that her chauffeur or whatever. And he says, right. okay, bring her in, you know? <laughs> so, so he's got a phone in the car and I, and I'm thinking, okay, how did that work? I watched this little documentary today that it was basically a radio Mm -hmm. and it was, they, they had, they had towers out there, kind of like cell phone towers, but it wasn't cell phone. They were radio towers. Okay. And the radio tower was connected to the phone line system. So, so if somebody wanted to call somebody's car phone, Mm -hmm. they would pick up their phone like you normally would. You're your handset and you would dial that number and that number would go to this transfer station to the, to like a radio station. And then it would change the tele, the telephone, uh, signal Sir. into a radio signal. And so wow. basically the, the phones in the car were more or less walkie talkies.
1: So it wasn't two way. It was, well, I guess it would be two way, but it was, you know yeah well when you when you talked you could talk at the same time no no
0: it, it, the handset uh you know the receiver in the car even though it looked like the receiver in your house phone it had a little button on the inside and when you talked you had to press the button just like a walkie-talkie yeah. and then when you were done talking you you released the button on the phone and and then the person on the other end would talk to you and you know whatnot so it was like uh combination telephone radio uh you know two-way radio thing
1: it was like it was like the first incarnation of a cb
0: yeah yeah basically yeah exactly Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it was like but but they had these radio towers kind of like what they do with cell phone towers now and they were strategically placed all around the country and, and anybody who had a car phone uh would be connected to that that radio tower right you know so if you picked up your car phone and you wanted to dial out all you were doing is is uh connecting to that that radio tower that was within your you know within your distance right it's pretty crazy that is nuts and they were doing that in the 40s
1: yeah that's crazy talk
0: yeah so Lots of, lots of interesting documentaries out there. So, you know, if you want to educate yourself a little bit, go out there and check that kind of stuff out. Cause I, I'm always fascinated when I come across something like that, especially, you know, especially technology driven stuff. Sure. It's just like, where the hell did that come from?
1: Yeah. Different topic. But I watched a documentary, a couple documentaries this week on Fleetwood Mac. Boy, were they a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few Great of those. Music. What a mess. Yeah. Oh my God, and and Stevie, what a whore! Oh yeah, I guess if you were in Fleetwood Mac, you got the fuck Stevie. Oh I yeah, guess that was like perk. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and it's funny, she still she still hates Lindsey Buckingham.
0: Yeah, I know. Isn't that bizarre?
1: It's crazy. You know, she's made probably a hundred million dollars with the guy. Yeah, and still hates him. Hates him. But she was it. it it was funny. They were talking to to them and they were talking about how like go your own way was a song that, that Lindsay wrote to try and get her to quit the band. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he hated her so fucking much. Yeah, <laughs> And instead she sang it every night and they showed it. She, he said, they sang it every night. And whenever they sing the part that goes, go your own way. She turns, stops facing the crowd and faces him. Yeah. Even even up until they just kicked her out of the kicked him out of the band like a year ago. For forty years, she would turn and sing that part to Lindsay, like a fuck you, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well it was it was fascinating.
0: Yeah. Well I had uh my one of my brother-in-laws who was involved with the music business who worked for Camelot music for, uh, you know, quite a while, you know, he, he got to know, you know, some music people and new people Uh in the business and whatnot. And there was a story that somebody had told him. I I don't know who the person was, but apparently she, she had a relationship with uh, Joe Walsh.
1: Oh, Stevie. Yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: And, uh, she was with him and apparently, uh, he picked up and moved out of the house in the middle of the night because her Coke problem was so far out of control. It even bothered, it even scared him. And he just, <laughs> uh, he just up and left in the middle of the night.
1: Well, uh, dude, there, there's a segment in this documentary where she talks about her drug habits. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, yeah. I'd wake up and I'd have to do a bunch of Coke to get up. And then I would, you know, then I would drink all day and it would, it would start bringing me down. So then I'd smoke pot after the show to mellow me out after getting up. And then I would fall asleep with some Xanax and then I'd wake up and repeat. Yeah. And I was like, God damn. And, and then Mick Fleetwood was like, yeah, we did that for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy Fuck 10 years. Well, that,
0: that just, uh, is a testament to how resilient our, our bodies are Oh because yeah. because you think about it. Stevie is what? 70 something now.
1: Yeah. Something like that.
0: And, and, you know, granted, I'm, I know that she's had some plastic surgery and some work done and things like that. And, you know, I remember going to see her solo. She was on the rock a little tour. I think it was, it was sure. like, it was yeah. like uh, 93 or something like that. 93 or 94. If and, anyone falls, that and, was the hit. Yeah. And she, uh, she was really fat. Yeah. Yeah. She, she looked like a, she looked like a brothel madam or something. <laughs> and, and I remember her road manager. I, she fired her road manager because he, God forbid, suggested that she lose some weight. Right. You know, but, but she, I, I went to that show and I could not believe how fat she was
1: thought you were at a heart concert yeah
0: more or less (laughs) more or less yeah it was it was was bizarre but yeah she got all slim back down and looking like herself again but holy shit
1: yeah when she's slim she's really beautiful yeah
0: she's a beautiful woman even even now she's a very beautiful woman
1: but i'll tell you what after watching that documentary she is she is like undateable oh yeah oh she must be and plus she's rich. So you, how, how much of a pain in the ass must she be? In real-
0: <laughs> she, she's a handful. I'm sure.
1: Well, they were saying that even, even now she's the reason that Lindsay is out of the band. Oh yeah.
0: She, she's the one who, uh, you know, more or less petitioned to get him out
1: Yeah, said either me or him. Mm-hmm. They should have chose him because I sent you some audio. Oh yeah. That- oh, that does not sound very good. Yeah that guy from crowded house as the vocalist <laughs> trying to replace Lindsay. Yeah. That's not good.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was, you know, obviously I know you don't really care about Christine McVie, you know, uh, at all, but regardless of that, you know, yeah. she was, she was out of the band for what? 20 years. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. She came back and then, you know, they had the original, not the original, but the most popular lineup, the mm-hmm. the rumors lineup back together. And then, uh, Lindsay's out.
1: I'm after watching several documentaries on her this week or on them this week. I really do believe that that is a band that you cannot replace any piece of. Yeah, that's true. I I don't think any piece of it leaves and it's not good because you know that that crowded house guy is is a well-respected musician. I mean, very well-respected and knows and that audio sounded like ass. It did. Just terrible. And I was like, Jesus, you know, and, and Lindsay's what about 95 years old or whatever. At this
0: point. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's in his early seventies as well.
1: Yeah, And, and I, so it's not like he's, you know, bringing the youth to the band or anything, but there's just something about that chemistry. And and when Christine was out of the band, I don't like any of her solo songs. Really? Yeah. She's like, don't stop. That was her. Is that her saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what was her other hits
0: songbird or whatever?
1: Oh no, that's a songbird.
0: Yeah. Something like that. It's
1: not landslide. That's Stevie. No. Um, I don't know. All I know is I don't dig her as much as when she's the lead singer, Mm -hmm. but you gotta have her. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have her Stevie and Lindsay and Mick anyway. And and you know, and the weird thing is even though nobody nobody would probably recognize them on the street, that John McVie adds a, a big something too with a very distinct bass sound. Yeah. You know, it it's really one of those things that 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 is a band that you cannot replace anybody in. When you do, it's a shitty show.
2: <laughs> Hale and Kill Collier, on the air. Kill. So you're saying that Lindsay's no good either now.
1: Uh, I didn't say that Lindsay's no good either. I said that you can't replace anybody in that band.
2: So, why do you reckon? Why do you reckon he sued them and he won?
1: Well, he didn't win. They settled.
2: Yeah, well, that's really they means...
1: because because he owns a piece of it. He he ultimately he he owns enough of it to where he could say, "No, fuck you. You can't tour without me." That's why, because no, he know so a significant.
2: No, that when they, yeah, but ahead. when they settle like that, that sorry, just go. Uh,
1: when they settled, they, I'm sure what they settled for was they gave him a chunk of money to let them tour without him. I'm positive that that's what that's, they settled for.
2: That's right. So they basically settle because they know that they're wrong,
1: and that that they know
2: in the court of law they're going to lose.
0: Well, well, no. I mean, you know, they stand to lose more by not being allowed to tour than than just paying him off and saying, "Well, we're going to go tour without you, so here's a chunk of money." So shut up.
2: Um, and I suppose uh, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, in Australia, it's terrible right now. I mean, I suppose you saw, I suppose you heard about Klaus. About who? About. About Klaus and what happened with the Scorpions. What happened? Did, didn't Cla- you guys Cla- know?
1: Klaus um, has kidney stones. What was that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So basically, fortunately, I saw them in Melbourne. But um, basically what's happened is for the second time since they've, um, you know, for the second national tour in a row, um, they've had to cancel shows. They had to cancel shows last time because um, he he was ill or whatever, and they've had to cancel this shows this time. I know I know Brisbane's just been cancelled for tomorrow night or uh, for Monday night here, and 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 you know Sydney's Sydney's in some doubt as well. I have to say though, it was a fabulous show in Melbourne. Um, he is still. One of the greatest metal vocalists to ever exist. Oh yeah, I
0: I saw them, you know, a couple years ago, and just a fantastic show.
2: And and I also have to give David Coverdale credit, because yes, he's not what he was. We all know that, but at least um, how he how he does it, right? If there's notes he can't reach, he just he just lets. The the other guys sing the notes. So he's got, you know, they can all sing in that band. So that's the way he covers it. He doesn't cover it by lip syncing. He doesn't cover it by, um, you know, he's he's completely upfront about who's in the band and and what they're doing. Because, you know, he he is over 70 and it's a lot harder for him to obviously sing the way he used to. So unlike, you know, Kiss and some other bands, Motley Crue, you know, there's no, it's all live. Yeah. All right, so, Tim. <laughs> no worries. Um, reach out to me, Chris, when you want to do that thing during the week. or Whenever right. you want to do it.
1: All right. Will do.
2: And um, we'll sort it out. Hail and kill. <laughs> all right. There goes
0: Tim, the music critic. He's got some input. Yeah.
1: Had to check in there to let us know that that two times in a row shows were canceled. Yeah. Last time they canceled shows. Now this time they canceled shows. So two times in a row they canceled. Show. We get it. We get it. I thought I saw that they were just going to reschedule them for next week. Yeah, I, I
0: didn't. I wasn't aware of any of that.
1: No, I, I don't know. Whatever. How about this? Move out of Australia. <laughs> want to be a rock fan? Get out of Australia. Yeah.
0: Get off your prison planet over there.
1: Either, either get out of Australia or enjoy airborne because they always show, they always perform. Yeah. And they're younger. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I think we should uh, take a little break here. Okay. We'll come back. We'll do more stuff. All right. So, um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to dedicate, uh, a song. Okay. I'm gonna dedicate a song to uh the people in Katrina and the and huh. the and the annoying fat lady that you absolutely disliked.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I think uh this is a very appropriate song. So uh here's Dockin' from A Race to Slate with Drown. Exclusively here on
1: your classic metal show. Hi, this is Don Dockin'. You're tuned into the classic metal show, the hardest rockin' show on the dial. Keep rockin' with
2: Dawkins.